On my way to Dairy Queen the other day, I saw the biggest black lab you've ever seen on the side of the road. I did a double take as it stood upon his hind legs, turned around, and ran off. It was not a black lab, but rather a black bear. Pretty cool. And you're listening to Stories from Central Mass Podcast, and if you've listened in the past, you know that possibly that very same bear visited my house some years ago. Uh, Anyway, listen to that episode. I'm Mike. And you're listening to Stories from Central Mass Podcast. It's raining out. It's the beginning of May. Not quite Cinco de Mayo, but a day after May Day, which I'm not really sure what May Day is. May 1st. That's something to do with war, I believe. But as I said, you'll listen to stories from Central Mass Podcast. Enjoy. I spotted that bear on the side of the road, and it was in a pretty close proximity to my buddy Jay. So I called him. I think he was playing horseshoes up the street from his neighbor's house, so he might have even been closer to it. I say that because I thought I heard horseshoes in the background. But anyway... Uh, so I told him, he's like, yeah, there's a black bear across the street from your house. He's like, oh, no kidding. The, the store at the bottom of the hill that's right next to the house, uh, spotted it on their ring cam and put it on a uh, Facebook page the other day. So that's interesting. Um, like I said, the, the, there was a bear in my driveway some years ago. My wife had come home from, uh, picking the kids up at school this is a while ago now because my youngest was was in a car seat and she's 12 now. And the oldest was probably, uh, I don't know, 5th or 6th grade. So I pulled into the driveway and this is right around um, high school graduation time. It was a weekend. So maybe they weren't coming home from school. But nevertheless, they're all in the car. They pull in the car. Uh, the young, the old, uh, the oldest one just gets out of the car, walks around the back, doesn't see anything, just walks up, gets, goes into the house. And the youngest is yelling, mommy, mommy, bear, bear. And my wife is, you know, trying to get her bag together and her coffee and whatever. She said, what do you mean bear? You you, you don't even have your bear. You don't have your stuffed animal. She said, mommy, it's right there. And she looked out and probably 30 feet from the car, standing on the bank and in our neighbor's yard was a black bear with its cubs. I'm pretty sure the cubs with it. Yeah. And she panics and calls me. So I don't realize that this is going on That at this very moment. She's like, there's a bear in the yard. And I'm like, oh, cool. Did you get a picture? And she like flipped out on me and hung up. So what happened was I called her back a little while later. I'm like, wait, what's going on? You know, it said, saw a bear. She's like, yeah, I was in the car. Explains the whole situation. She's like, can you ask me to take a picture of it? And I'm like, well... Okay, so what'd you do? She goes, well, I, I rolled down the window. And meanwhile, my oldest kid had just gotten out of the car, walked around the back of the car on the same side that the bear was on, didn't see it, walked into the house. She probably was 20 feet away from it and didn't know it. And um, so my wife just rolled down the car window and yelled, get, go on, get. And it startled it enough. And she said it ran behind our garage. And behind our garage is just a couple of trees. And there's uh, a fence that goes to the neighbor's house where they were having a graduation party. And she said that it climbed over the fence and all she could hear was people like ducking for cover and tables flipping over and stuff because a yogi bear had just crashed yet another picnic basket. 
and that might be the goofiest, lamest thing I've ever said, but it must have been pretty funny uh, to somebody somewhere, and uh, uh, I'll, I'll stick with that. Some years ago, when I went camping up in uh, Millinocket, Maine, actually it was further up than that, it was up near the Penobscot River in Maine, going whitewater rafting for the weekend with my buddies. Uh, my buddy Dan had to work late, so he, he drove up on his own in his Jeep. And, um, you know, of course, when you're camping up there in that area, um, the, the, the rafting guides and the, the... It's not really a ranger, but he's like the guy in charge of the big cabin. So he's kind of like an official ranger type. You know, tell us, be careful where, where you leave your food out, out by your tent cabins because um, there's a bear that likes to eat out of the dumpster. And that night, it had just gotten dark, you know, and Dan had finally gotten there, and he pulls pulls into the parking lot, drives by the dumpster. Now, he's in a Jeep with no doors on it, and he drives within feet of the dumpster, and he says, dude, I saw the biggest dog I've ever seen in my life climb into that dumpster. And we all start laughing. It's like, Dan, have you ever seen a dog climb into a dumpster? He's like, no, that's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, the ranger guy told us that, you know, there's a bear that eats out of that. So he was a little wigged out by that. Uh, the following year, my buddy Jay and Jeff were coming up late because they, they had to work late on Friday. And they didn't get their choice to pick uh, their cabin tent. Now, they're all in like a little little grouping. But there was so many people that went that year, there was one tent that was off by itself. Now, these are cabin tents. They have a wooden platform that you sit that the tent sits on. There's an actual screen door. It's structural, but it's made of canvas. So it's really not a cabin. It's a cabin tent. Anyway, he's irritated, and everyone's already been partying since the, the early afternoon. And it's just getting dark out. They're just getting there. Mark and I are now in our cots, and Jay, like, wants to hang out. And, we're like, he's getting pissed because we want to go to bed. So he's like, all right, you know, after having having a few drinks and shots, he's, he's a little tipsy. He's like, all right, screw you guys. I guess I got to walk by myself all the way up to the tent where Jeff's sleeping. He goes, this isn't, this isn't going to piss me off. You know what? And he reaches in the cooler and he opens up the cooler and he pulls out a pack of hot dogs. And he's like, I'm going to feed you guys to the bear. Now, I'm, I think I've told this story on the podcast before, but whatever. So he starts ripping open the package and crushing up the hot dogs and throwing them all over the all over my tent. I'm like, dude, you're a jerk. You know, we're laughing about it. I, I didn't really think he did it. I thought he was just saying he did. Well, I get up the next morning, and there's a little hot dog teepee built on the stairs that go to our tent, and a couple of them leaning perfectly right against the screen, the stone door or screen door, whatever you want to call it. That maniac, I had to tell him, like, dude, there's literally a bear here. He's like, I know. I'm like, you, you left the hot dog trail from the dumpster to our front of our tent. He's like, I know. That would have been hilarious. I'm like, hilarious? You would have gotten us killed, you idiot. He's like, yeah, yeah. I probably shouldn't have had so many beers in that short amount of time and thought so, you know, nonchalantly about my hot dog uh, bear trap I set for you. Anyway, I didn't know how to end that conversation other than to tell you that my best friend tried to kill me with uh, hot dogs. So, in my lifetime, I've seen two bears. One was either a brown bear or a grizzly bear in Yellowstone National Park in 1988. And my grandfather and I and my grandmother and my cousin Lori were driving in the the camper. And we pulled over on the side of the road and there was a bear up in the woods. And we kind of got some pictures of it. And it was cool. It was a grizzly bear. It was wild that we actually saw it. But it was in a national park. 
I've seen, other than that grizzly bear, I've seen more wildlife in my yard where I live now and my parents' house. And these houses are only about two miles apart than I've seen in national parks. Now, in Yellowstone and the Grand Canyon and Zion Canyon, Bryce Canyon, I've seen plenty of deer and elk. Okay? You know, I saw prairie dogs and owls and stuff. So, okay, I'm kind of exaggerating. But in my yard at my house, we've had a bear um, that was in our driveway. My wife saw it. I'm kids. I don't know if I've told the story on this podcast. I think I, I've recorded and erased so many times I've attempted to try to start this conversation that I, I don't remember if it's on this one or not. But I did. We had a bear in our driveway with multiple deer. I had a moose run out of the woods from the high school I went to and cut across my front yard and run down the street. And me and a bunch of kids chased it down the street. It's funny because I came across a group of kids down the bottom of the hill in the woods with all their paintball gear. And I'm like, hey, did you see a moose come running by? And the kid's like, nah. And the other kid's like, yeah, I did. Is it yours? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's my moose. It, It chewed through the rope, but we had it tied to the front porch and it ran off. And, of course, the other kid instantly hits him. He's like, what are you, an idiot? It's not his moose. We're just chasing a moose because that's what you do when you see a moose. But, anyway, they had paintball guns. And I'm like, you should have lit them up when it ran by. And they were like, yeah, we should have. And I'm like, dude, you would have been killed. Anyway. Not to mention that we've had multiple different colored foxes, uh, coyotes. You can hear them, like, cackling and crying in the woods. It's like, oh, that's kind of creepy. You know, you go outside in the backyard and you can hear a... I guess you'd call it a, I guess it's a pack of coyotes, but I'd call it a gaggle because of the way they sound. They're like, damn, it goes crying, weird noises. It's pretty freaking creepy to see, to hear that. Um, we have this, we have this vulture that flies around the neighborhood and I'm not kidding you. It must have like a seven foot wingspan. I'm pretty sure it could, it could come down and pick up a baby and fly away with it. It is like pterodactyl big. I saw it the other day. I was at my mother's house. And it's been, there's been these things flying through the neighborhood for years. But you can always see them better at my mother's house for some reason. And it just cruised over the, the top of, uh, just glided ever so slightly. Ever so gingerly, rather, over the top of the house. Like, not even flapping its wings. And when it did, it even made it more impressive. I mean, I just live in central Massachusetts. I technically live in a city. I actually, no, I technically live in the town next to the city, but I'm literally a mile away from the city line. I mean, there's there's woods around and everything, but it's it's not like, you know, I'm in Vermont or something, you know. So the animals are pretty wild, man. We were down the Cape last summer, right around this time of year, or maybe it was two years ago, I think it was in April. And we rented this house because it was during... It was a couple years ago. It was during the pandemic. And we got a really good deal on this really expensive place. We got a really good deal. And it was uh, it was a house. It wasn't on the beach, but it was next to a nature preserve in Chatham. And it was... Uh, the property butted up against a nature walk where there was a nature preserve. I just said that. And I had my little dog with me. I had both my dogs. a tiny, you know, a little Toto dog and a Chihuahua. And... I had the Chihuahua outside. We just, he kind of like Pomeranian too. Looks like a little fox himself. And we were just sitting out in the backyard. And it was right next to a swamp. And you know, there's no real leaves yet. 
we just sat there for an hour or two while I was reading my book. It was a real nice moment. I pick the dog up, I go in the house, and on that wall that faced where I was in the house, there was all sliding glass doors so you could see out. And as soon as I got in the house, I'm telling you, I thought it was a wolf. It looked like a wolf, but I know they're not around here. So it must have been a coyote, maybe a coyote mix, a koi dog or something. Had just just come up and was sniffing right where my dog was. And all I could think was like, holy shit, what if this thing just boldly came out of the woods? How am I going to stop it from eating my dog? So needless to say, we didn't go out in the backyard, you know, again. And then I get home and like within the next six months or so, I start hearing on the news that the Cape is overrun by coyotes. And they showed this video of a lady. I don't remember where she was, but it was some people on a boat. And she was like a woman on her jog, you know, morning jog, like on the beach. And there was a coyote fucking with her. And like she was standing there with a stick, like trying to swing at it and stuff. These people in a boat are like videoing it. Like, because they can't do anything. They're like, you know, they're yelling to her and stuff. And all I could think was like, if I was on that boat, I may have suggested that someone shoot that fucking coyote with a flare. But then again, I'm not one for confrontation or excitement. So I'm glad I wasn't in the situation. But yeah, man, they're, they're, they're everywhere. Those fucking coyotes are everywhere. There was, we went down the Cape to our regular place where we stay in Chatham. And it's like a campground situation with his, um, uh, like cottages, little little tiny cottages. It's really nice because it's like in a nice area and it's reasonably priced. And I like that same year or a couple year after, you know, another coyote came cut right right through the right through the the the, the road right in front of me in my car, like with no hesitation. And they're big, man. I see coyotes. And I guess I'm thinking of foxes because I've seen a few foxes and they're small. But coyotes can get pretty freaking big. They're, they're like the average dog size. Anyway, I'm just jibber-jabbering here. I'm just giving you a little nature talk because I, uh, you know, it's getting towards that time of year where I like to go outside and, and see some animals, you know? I am an animal! Okay. When I was 11, it was in 1988, right? Yeah, I think I was 11 years old. Born in December of 76, so it was July of 88. Either 10 or 11, whatever it was. Maybe almost 12, I don't know, whatever. I drove cross-country with my, my grandparents and my cousin. We went to see a couple of uh, family members. One lived in Idaho and another one lived in Texas. And my grandfather wanted to see the Badlands of South Dakota, Yellowstone, Bryce Canyon, Zion Canyon, Grand Canyon. Uh, and we found some other places too, like the Craters of the Moon in Idaho. And I, God, what a once-in-a-lifetime type opportunity that I had. And it was so long ago. And all I had was a 110 camera. And I have some photos of it and stuff. But we had no video camera or anything. And we saw that grizzly bear. We saw a moose. with well, a baby moose. So I guess that tops my moose story being at my house. That was pretty wild. That was in Yellowstone Park. Uh, we're in the Grand Canyon. And we're at our campsite. And my grandfather stumbles upon, like, right in our campsite... A massive, like, nine, wow, six to nine foot long, probably six, six foot long snake. And just by chance, there was a ranger in the park walking through, just checking on all the people. We had him come look at it. And he goes, well, you're in luck. It's not a rattler. It actually eats rattlesnakes. So I don't know what kind of snake that was, but it was fucking big. I saw Mount Rushmore. You know, that was weird 
I'd like to do a whole podcast about this, but I'd, I'd just be sitting here like I am right now, just shooting from the hip, remembering stuff. You know, that was like just seeing a picture. It was a beautiful, clear day. We walked out on this back patio, and in hindsight, if you told me that it was all a conspiracy and it was just a mirage there, like a video hologram, I'd be like, okay, I guess it was. Because it was so surreal. It was just weird looking. Like the Grand Canyon too. When you look at the Grand Canyon, you don't believe your eyes almost can't comprehend what you're seeing. People are like it looks like a painting. It looks like a painting that's gonna suck you in. Cause you do you ever get a clam on a building or, or on a tree or something and you just have that weird intrusive thoughts of like falling or jumping. And I'm not saying suicidal thoughts or anything like that. I'm just saying like you know, you, you here's something. We used to have a we used to have a window factory and it was only like two stories high. And we'd have to go up on the roof and fix the flashing every once in a while because it needed a new roof. We were always patching it. My uncle and I were up on it one time. And he's like, you ever go stand near the edge? It's probably almost three feet, three three floors high, like the height of a three-decker. And I go over to stand near the edge, and it's like, oh, I'm still six feet away from the edge. And I'm like, wow, that's weird. He goes, all right, you really want to freak yourself out? He's like, take two steps back. So I'm like eight feet away. He's like, now look up. Stand on something tall, <clears throat> on something high, where you have like a little bit of fear of heights, and then look up. It is the freakiest shit. It, it, it makes you feel like you're falling all instantly. I, I had to put my head down right away and step back even further. Now I'm like, I'm not near the edge, but I am. But it was, anyway, just jibber jabber, just jibber jabber. We're all we're all here for a good time, not a long time. You know what I mean? But. uh yeah, I really would like to do a podcast. I mean, my grandfather and my grandmother have since passed away. And my cousin, Lori, we don't really talk very much because it's my cousin. You know, it's like, when, you know, I'm in my fucking mid-40s. When do I see her? You know, my grandparents aren't here anymore. They don't have Christmas and stuff, so. But I did drive cross-country with my friend Jeff to uh, move his... Uh, he was moving to California. And we did happen to go down this section of Route 66. And I think it was in Arizona... New Mexico, I'm guessing. Probably New Mexico. I don't know. And um, we stopped at this rest area where there was a McDonald's and a, an old-fashioned diner or restaurant. And I'm like, well, let's go in that place. We're not going to go to McDonald's. get McDonald's anywhere. And I went in there, and this place has <clears throat> a wall of, like, fame of all the uh, country and western artists and, and movie stars that have come through on tour and just stopped in there to eat and as I'm sitting there with my buddy I had the strangest sense of deja vu this was like 2006 2007 and the last time I was there I had actually been in this place before in 1988 with my grandparents because of course we pulled in my cousin Lori's like yes I want McDonald's and we're like no we eat McDonald's five times in the last four days we're gonna go here so we go in and we ate and I remember my grandfather really loved the baked beans. I just started having all this deja vu and memories just spur up at the moment. And I was like, and there was no one there I could tell. My buddy Jeff was like, oh, yeah, you've really been here before? I'm like, you had no idea about it two minutes ago, but now you do? I'm like, it's just a weird thought, man. What are the odds being on Route 66 and seeing this? So. But as for anybody else being on the podcast, we got to wait and see. I always shoot, you know, I always tell people too soon when I have, like, someone interested in being, like, a co-host or starting something new with the podcast. Um, in general, I'm going to probably do it again. I'm going to, like, oh, my God, so-and-so says they're going to come on or, 
I'm gonna. I have a new partner with it, and quite frankly, the same story is the same story. Nobody has time. You know, and mostly it's me. Mostly I can't make the time to go do things with other people because of work and <clears throat> just shitty time management. But I'm not saying that no one's going to be coming on. In fact, my buddy Vin, you've heard from on the show, said him and his mom listened to the last podcast. I'm like, oh, great. You picked that one while I was in a, a rant mode and I probably dropped 14 F-bombs. And he said, yeah, you did. You did say quite a few F-bombs. My mother laughed anyway. And... um He's, he's invited me up to his house to hang out and do a podcast in his backyard while we're just just chilling, having some coffee or whatever. So that'll that'll be coming soon. Um, I've been listening to uh, the Needless to Say podcast. There are these dudes in uh, Rhode Island. No. Well, actually, they vary. From, I'm probably right in the middle of their ages. There's four guys. One, one's like 50, early 50s, and the youngest is in his mid-30s. So I guess I'm, I fit right in with that age group. Um, and they, they do an outline, or one guy does an outline. They all shit on him for it because they break away from the outline. And um, and, and just rant and do whatever they're going to do on their podcast. <clears throat> but I think I'd like to do... I think... I, I think I'm going to start writing an outline and maybe make it so that it's more regimented a little. And when there's time to just ramble and bamble or babble or whatever I'm doing here, I'm sure that'll come in. But I think an outline would help me just by myself because sometimes I have the greatest of intentions and I take notes and stuff. And sometimes when I go back and read the notes, I'm like, I just can't feel the moment that I thought of. You know, I'm like, wow, what the hell was I writing there? Other times I can write two words and be like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I remember what was going on there. But anyway, I think it'll be very interesting. I'm not sure how long this podcast has been because I totally recorded one the other day. And um, I, I, I listened to it and I just was embarrassed of it. I'm not saying that I'm proud of everyone I've done, but I was like, oh, that was just garbage. Um, this one isn't the greatest either, but you know, I'm just getting some information out to you. I've kind of repeated a few stories. Um, it's pouring out right now. I just don't want to go into the uh, Panera Bread I'm sitting outside of to get my soup and chicken avo sandwich. So I'm just stalling. And then I got to head home and paint my daughter's bedroom. It's got an accent wall. And then the other three walls are the same color or a different color rather. But I got to go hit it with a second coat. Have a little sense of accomplishment after that. But, you know... Here's the thing. If I just start outlining what I've done in my life, it's like, how interesting is it to hear a guy talk about delivering bread and uh, painting his daughter's bedroom? I guess if there's something funny that happens in those moments, that's one thing. But to just break down the everyday life of this guy, not to say that I feel like I should be more important than I am. I don't know. Kind of lost train of thought right there. <clears throat> what I mean by it is, is that you got to be interesting to be interesting. You know what I mean? you got to be doing something to have something to talk about. So, with that being said, you've been listening to Stories from Central Mass Podcast, which, if you haven't caught on now, I say that whole thing a bunch because it adds an extra couple of seconds to the podcast. And uh, don't forget to subscribe to the... Uh, that's subscribe. Just follow me on Instagram. 
all one word, stories from Central Mass Podcast, with the little, uh, with the thumbnail has a picture of the Pink Panther on it, I'd get more into that, but it was a painting that my grandfather had, so I just took a picture of it as my, uh, my thumbnail. On that, there is, uh, whatever I consider funny that I can't put in the podcast, or I have put in the podcast, short little clips from the podcast, and, um... Just anything I think is funny. So without a further ado, I will let you go. Thank you.